Yo, turn me up. I didn't have it on loop, so it just stopped after one loop. Oh no, that's terrible. <laughs> what? Well, speaking- I, you bitch when it goes too long. You bitch when it's, I can't fucking, I can't win. You really can't with me. I have way too much baggage. Well, speaking of shitty productions, did you guys uh, see that uh, news article for the ultimate slip and slide competition about a week ago or so? No. I did not, but I'm offended now. Right. Um, (laughs) Well, you're like a shitty slip and slide, Adam. Wow. Your production value is like a shitty slip and slide. Yeah, they had (laughs) to shut it down because there was an outbreak of Giardia due to infected water at the water park. Oh, that no. they had it at, so they explosive had... Explosive diarrhea. They, yeah, explosive diarrhea. They, <laughs> while you're going down a slip and slide. Yeah, so uh, they had people destroying porta-potties, and after 40 people got sick, they decided, uh, we're just shutting this shit down. So they started testing <laughs> people, tested positive for Giardia. So, yeah, a real-life shitty production. Shutting this shit down. <laughs> I love the photo they use. It's like a guy sliding through brown liquid. Yeah, like shit. He's like, <laughs> well, you know, dude, you know some, yeah, some journalist was like, uh, yes. <laughs> We're using this. This right? was on Shutterstock. We're using it. <laughs> well. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I remember I was just having a discussion the other day about the uh, North Carolina, the water park, Whitewater Rafting Center, I think it is, and uh, about how a few years ago, I think it was when I was living there, um, yeah. they had the, the girl from Ohio wound up with that brain-eating amoeba that I can't remember the name of off the top of my head, but, um, and, you know, people were freaking out, and they had, they, they had, they have things in place, but, um, they just didn't uh, they didn't have the right things in place <clears throat> you know and it's I, I hated that it's one of those things that that park's been around or that center's been around for a long time yeah and they never had any issues like that and that's just the kind of shit where you don't know until it happens you know until sometimes. the amoeba guy calls off right the amoeba guy the guy that sweeps the amoebas um, yeah he calls off he went on vacay <clears throat> and shit we saw what happened yeah, yeah. good. That particular amoeba, it likes warmer water temperatures, mm-hmm. and the system that they had in place was just treating it with ultraviolet light. But the uh, sections that are a little bit thinner, where the water yep. is a little bit faster, yep, uh, it was keeping the water hot. They found, <clears throat> they went in and tested, and they it was just rife in those areas with that amoeba. Um, so you know, hey, germs. As, as anyone who's alive right now knows, germs like to spread. It's their thing. It's what they do. Um, I've got a cold right now because uh, I'm not wearing a mask and I'm going to bars. So guess what? <laughs> you know, I'm around people and people are discussing bags of meat and grossness. And uh, here we are. Now I got a fucking chest cold. So perfect. I haven't been sick in a year and a half, man. Humans are disgusting bags of meat and grossness that you're trying that you, you wouldn't mind if half of the population tried to sleep with you. It just depends on you know the half. Well, I am I am a human, and therefore I am a bag of fucking meat and grossness as well. So I yes. don't. 
by no means do I want people to think that I, you know, <laughs> and don't believe that I am a bag of meat and grossness. And yes, sometimes I want to slap my bag of meat and grossness against other people's bags of meats and grossness. So, well, wow, eloquently Doug, put, I, eloquently I'm said. a bit of a poet, you know, I, uh, I'm a bit of a poet. So, but <clears throat> yeah, so it is what it is. I feel like crap, but, um, I mean, colds happen, but I do believe I have always believed that, that masks work, um, you know, look up Joseph Lister and the work he did and, and why they wear masks when you, uh, when you're opened up for surgery. Yeah. And so, when you rob a bank, you wear a mask. There you go. Cause you don't want to spread germs, man. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's the, give me they, your money. Please wash your hands. Yeah. And right. here's a, here's a spray of uh hand sanitizer. Hold your hand out. <laughs> Hold your hand out. Right. There you go. I'm going to zip tie your hands behind you so I can spray uh, some hand sanitizer. <laughs> You're into that kinky shit, aren't you? I'm not it's here to new, shit anybody. Uh, it's a new Payday 2 DLC. <laughs> Adam and I were discussing yesterday. We were uh, we went out to dinner, and the um, uh, majority of folks, because you know, at least in Cala, Colorado, um, they it's pretty much where uh, it's kind of an honor system. You know, there's signs up that say if you've been vaccinated, you don't need to wear a mask. Um, uh, all three of us are, are vaccinated. Um, oh, HIPAA violation. Um, all three of us are vaccinated. So we've hit the point where um, we um, I did not uh, <laughs> uh, give you the uh, form written, that uh, tells written. you that you can uh, publicly state that uh, I have got my vaccination. <laughs> Too late. Um, oh, okay. Sorry, I got distracted. I looked up in Discord and, and uh, it says that Adam is currently playing Pornhub. Um <laughs> So, yeah, I said it so that if I ever have Chrome open, it just says Pornhub. Uh, Pornhub. I like that. Um, but we were discussing this. <clears throat> so a, a lot of people aren't getting vaccinated and they're still running around without their masks on. And that's fine. That's their prerogative. I don't care. Um, I think we're at a point now where you've either um, been able to get vaccinated uh, or you're not going to get vaccinated, at least in the U.S. or Colorado, whatever. I can only speak for that. So whatever. But um a young lady walked in and she had a mask on and it makes me wonder like if mask culture, like in a lot of your Asian countries is going to be acceptable moving forward. I personally hope that it is. I hope I that, I hope that in heavy flu seasons, people feel comfortable wearing a mask in a grocery store. And for those of you, Oh, you fucking look stupid. You got to get sick, whatever. You're right. I mean, I can't avoid every cold. I, I, I've gone to several bars over the last few weeks and had drinks with people and had dinner with people. And again, I got sick and I'm okay with it. It's, I hate being sick, but it's life, right? But why wouldn't you, so it's not that I'm going to wear a mask every day, everywhere I go, but in heavy flu seasons or traveling, right? If you're on airplanes and shit like that, you're in confined spaces. What's wrong with slapping a piece of, you throw a scarf on if you're cold. You put a hat on if you've got a bad hair day. Why not throw a mask on your face if you're in an area that, if you could help to prevent another fucking pandemic or even just a nasty flu outbreak. You know, Doug and I uh, work, have worked in the same office off and on now, fuck for 10 years. And we had an incident, incidents in, incident, Fuck. Can't speak today. <laughs> the Charlotte Death Plague. Yeah, and it and it was man that shit sunk into our lungs and just beat the fuck out of us. And uh, 
funny is that our senior director at the time sent everybody home, said work from home because it was just aggressive and it was going through everybody. Um, He didn't send everybody home. This is what, this is what it was like. And this is what makes it comical for me. Somebody would be out there. They would be working in your, in their cube and you'd hear him go. (coughs) Yeah. and, and, And Dwight would be like, Go the fuck home. Go work from home. <laughs> yeah. All you had to do is all you had to do is sound like a barking seal when your ass was getting sent home. And unfortunately, Doug and I did not sound like a barking seal in time. And we both <laughs> we both got it. Uh, we lived together at the time, and uh, he was in his room and I was in my room. And you just hear. That was it, dude. And um, it was just three to five days of absolute hell. Yeah. Like you had an elephant sitting on your chest. <laughs> it was nasty, man. And I and I think about that, and I and I think if, when you're in, a, in in the offices we work in now are fairly tight quarters. Not bad. I mean, not uncomfortable or anything, but um, tight enough that that shit like this could spread. And I'm telling you right now, next flu season, if 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 we get another kick like like that. I'm throwing one of those neoprene masks I got at Costco on my face and I'm wearing it in the office when I'm walking around and people can make fun of me. They can say whatever they want. Um, when they're at home, you know, I've, I've mentioned, uh, I've mentioned this before and it, it got brought up the other day because, uh, uh, I ate pizza and I have pineapple face now. Um, for those of you that aren't familiar with my Doug lovingly, <laughs> lovingly gave me the uh, the nickname of Pineapple Face because my face looks like I got hit with a fucking raw pineapple. Uh, it looks rough. What happened in 2013 when I got that flu, um, it, it basically reprogrammed my immune system. And so my immune system uh, attacks whenever I eat wheat or really just carbs in general, it seems like. Um, I had an immunologist and we were working through it. Basically, whenever I eat too many carbs, my immune system kicks up and it does two things. It it causes an asthma attack, um, which asthma, for those of you that don't know, is, is just an immune system. Uh, it's a symptom of your immune system attacking your lungs. Why? They don't know. Um, and my face, it goes after the skin on my face, the back of my ears. Um, and it looks rough. It really does. So uh, Doug keeps Snickers in his drawer at work, and I am a sugar fucking addict. I will suck dick for sugar. Um, I'll give you my email address later. And uh, I'll come over and get a couple Snickers, and he gives them to me, and he says, here you go, pineapple face. And to remind me that when I eat these Snickers, my face is going to fucking split open. Um, So keeping that in mind, here's my ADD at work, uh, keeping that in mind, um, getting sick like that, getting these flus and things, uh, people keep talking about how the death toll is not, you've got a one in gajillion chance of dying from COVID and all this. I, I understand that. But sometimes death is not the worst fucking thing that can happen. You have and a one in gajillion chance of dying from me cutting your dick off too. This is also <laughs> true. Yes. So put so those shears well down. So might as just do it. Yeah. Put, put those shears down, Adam. Um, might as well just cut it off. You're not going to die from it. <laughs> right there you go i like that analogy yeah um, i'm not scared of here's the fucked up part i'm not scared of death i'm scared of walking around for the rest of my life dragging a fucking oxygen tank while you i'm go. semi-mentally retarded after i have permanent brain fog 
and permanent lung damage. There you go. I mean, that's... I would rather it kill me. Absolutely. And, and people, you know, people can argue with you about that. But the fact is, is that, you know, and this is mild, my asthma and, and my pineapple face, those are mild symptoms in the grand scheme of things, right? They're uncomfortable. They hurt. Um, but they're a reminder that we don't fully understand the human body and the human immune system, especially um, inflammation. So everyone can do what they want. I don't care. I'm not, I'm not that guy. That's what kills me about, you know, politics and, and religion and all these other things where people say, well, I don't think that's right. So no one should be able to do it. And, and please, for the love of fuck, don't come at me with oh, murder is not right. And fucking child molesters aren't right. Yeah. I, I think, I think there's a baseline we can all agree on, but if you don't want to wear a mask, fine, don't, I don't care. But in flu seasons, I'm probably going to wear one. And I just oh, yeah. hope, I really hope that moving forward, that it changes how Americans handle things. You know, I, I don't think, well, Adam looked at me like we're eating wings. He just looked at me with this dumb look on his face, like like I was an idiot for even suggesting. No, people... they're going to go right back to not wearing one and be like, oh, you're wearing a fucking communist mask, ain't you? <laughs> And the thing is, is I know he's right. I can't Might as well put a hammer and sickle on that fucking mask over there, buddy. Why don't you just put your hand behind your back so I can put some sanitizer on him? Yeah, <laughs> it's it, he's not wrong, and I know he's not wrong. But you know what? I don't care. I'm gonna do what I do, um, so that I don't feel like I have a fucking elephant on my chest and my throat's not sore like I'm feeling right now. Well, um, you know, it it's you 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 strive to be a better human. I strive to be. A better human, for the most part. There are some areas that I <laughs> we have <our> really <laughs> don't give a single fuck about. But you know, for, for the most part, we're just trying. Uh, you know, all of us are just trying to do the best we can in this world. And there's some people that, you know, uh, and uh, there's there's shitty people everywhere. It's not mm-hmm. limited to one demographic. There is not a single political party that holds all the shitty people. Shitty people have an equal distribution pretty much everywhere. This is true. This is true. The shitty people party. Yeah, the shitty the the SPP, the the shitty people party. That yeah, you're you know a member me. of the SPP? Are you down with SPP? <laughs> <laughs> down with SPP. I like it. <laughs> so speaking of shitty people. Um, I was, so Juneteenth, today is Juneteenth, right? I think today is Juneteenth, isn't it? Um, no, it's tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah, you're right. Tomorrow, the 19th. That's okay. Right. Look at the calendar. Like I thought. So, um, I'm completely down with making Juneteenth a a federal holiday. Um, I think it's a great idea. Uh, I, I think we have federal holidays for a lot of old white men. And I think that a true federal holiday for, um, a date that is celebrated as the end of slavery um, is a good thing, right? Yeah. But like anything else, I'm reading all of this vitriol and, and hatred. And I know some of it is just, you know, hate on Biden because everyone's like, oh, Biden signed this thing. Well, Congress actually did, bro, but cool, whatever. Um, it, it goes back into politics. People want to hate on whatever president's in that they don't agree with. Trump, Biden, Obama, Clinton, doesn't fucking matter. Um, SPP. SPP, right? <laughs> yeah, you know me. They just, they don't care. 
See, I was going to let it go, so it was funnier, but that's just me. Um, so people are hating on it, and it's like I'm to the point where if you can hate on fucking Juneteenth being a federal holiday, you're just being a, a political asshole or you're a fucking racist. There just really is no you, – you cannot argue it's not hurting you. Making it a federal holiday, if, you're, if your company um, chooses to, to celebrate it as a, or, or give you the day off or whatever, great. That's not hurting you. Um, if you if yeah, you work, I really hate having a day off work. I mean, right. And it's, and it's just to, it's to celebrate something that should be celebrated. I mean, yeah, absolutely. We, and even if you're a complete dick bag, it's a free day off work. I mean, right. come the fuck on. Exactly. Yeah. The, the only thing, it, it, it's like me personally, it, it's like, you know, this is the true Independence Day uh, as far as the whole Juneteenth thing. I just, you know, the, the only criticism, I don't have a complaint about it. The only criticism I've got about it is I wish they would have had better marketing people to come up with a slightly better name. <laughs> yeah, I've never quite. But, but Juneteenth has been around for a minute, like it, before it yeah, went federal. I was introduced to it about uh, 10, 15 years ago or so. And, I, yeah. and it was back then, I just sort of more or less heard whispers of it. Right. And, you know, they were talking about how, you know, it, and I didn't even know it was the 19th. I thought it was, you know, sort of like. Uh, Memorial Day or Labor Day, where it's mm. a certain day of the week, and mm-hmm. you know, so many weeks in on this specific oh, day. I gotcha. Yeah, I gotcha. And uh, you know, it, it took it, it. It was only recently that I realized that whoa, it's actually June the nineteenth every year, and there's supposed to be some stuff where you're like supposed to like every other holiday. It's got traditions that go along with it, like drinking red drink. I have no idea what the fuck that's got to do with anything, but I imagine we're all going to learn a lot more about it. Sure. As, as time goes on, you know, um, I think my only criticism and I'm like you, I don't have a complaint, but I do have some criticisms or, or some thoughts on it. And it would be that I think it's a feel good measure to some degree. I think that um, it's almost pandering. And I say that meaning that, it's great, and I'm glad they're doing it, but what do you do about the goddamn systemic racism? Yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of just a gesture. It is, but, and you know what? And that's good, and I don't yeah. want to shit on it. Like, it's, I, you almost hate, hate kind of expressing the no, concern. No, it's, it's a good thing that they're doing it, but, I mean, at the same time, that's, like, all that they're going to do. That's my fear. That's my concern is we're like, yeah. whoa, we made Juneteenth a federal holiday. Yeah, okay, but what are you doing, truly doing about Like, I, I don't... I don't agree with uh, affirmative action because I don't feel like it actually did anything to help the the black community or the minority community. Right. You, if anything, you created more, um, you created more problems because now every hillbilly that doesn't get a job blames affirmative action. And I was like, well, no, maybe that black guy, Hispanic guy, Asian guy was just fucking better than you. You know, mm-hmm. I was, I was thinking about it today because I thought, well, how, why are people still racist? Like what, you, I understand in the fifties and shit, you had this um, preconceived idea that all black people were like this. Right. And and so you, <clears throat> excuse me. So you, you had this idea and I was thinking about it today and I have a, 
I think a fair amount of minority friends, right? I mean, I don't go out looking for like, <laughs> excuse me, minority, would you like to be my friend so that I can have a higher number of minority friends to white people? Um, <clears throat> I'm not, it's, it's not Pokemon. You don't have to catch them all. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's, that could be misconstrued. Um, <laughs> Oh God! Just, just putting that out there. <laughs> Sorry, Mark. Uh, Mark. God damn it! <laughs> just putting that out there. Um, so, but I thought about it, and I, and I realized I was like, "Holy shit!" All of my friends that are considered minorities, Hispanic, um, primarily Hispanic and Black, um, and I won't say African American because I hate hyphen American tags, and I'll get into that some other time. But. Um, I was thinking about it and they're all more successful than I am. And quite frankly, probably smarter than I am Uh, just off the top of my head. One is a PE, a principal engineer in the telecom industry. Uh, One of them is a director for a, uh, I think a fortune 500 company. I think she, I think that's a fortune 500 company. Uh, The only person I know who has a PhD uh, is a friend of mine uh, is a black guy and we were in a band together. Um, He's a hell of a guitar player. So I'm sitting there thinking and it's like, okay, well, and and the reason my brain went there was because I thought I was thinking of the old stereotypes of black people, right? That they're lazy and all this shit. And I thought, well, fuck, you know, as far as contributing to society, most of my minority friends are doing a much better job than I am. So like, where, where do these fucking stereotypes still come from? And then you see the hillbillies, the ones that are hating on, hating on minorities in their Big old fucking pickup trucks blasting little John. Dude, I can cut straight through this for you. Please do, sir. (laughs) Please do. People don't like change, generally. Yeah. Uh, It's like, you know, the how many times have you heard people bitch about globalism? But yet, you know, those same people that bitch about globalism will sit down in front of their computer or open up their phone and order, you know, whatever the fuck they want from Amazon and uh-huh. it comes from China or whatever else. And they, they don't bitch about that other than the shipping time that it takes to get to them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it, as the, the world's been in a major cycle of change and, one thing that the internet was very good at was breaking down barriers and borders. Agreed. And there are a lot of people out there that don't like that. Um, As jobs became more tech focused, um, especially in India, you had uh, a, a nation that recognized that and started to train its people in technical skills. And then, when the U.S. caught wind of that, we started outsourcing support to India, and then everybody made fun of tech support for having a funny accent. And then, lo and behold, hey, surprise, more of uh, more Indians started coming over here to fill technical roles that they couldn't find Americans to do. And then there were some that were obviously taking advantage of uh H-1B programs and whatnot, so they could try to get somebody cheaper. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, okay, we can get an, somebody who's <clears throat> from America for this job at $120,000. Meanwhile, if we reach out to India, we'll get a guy that's perfectly happy to come over here for 75 or 80. And here's the thing, though, right? That's fucking capitalism. 
Yes. That's 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 the system that you're that you're that you're that you're preaching that you're wanting to save. And I'm not I'm not dogging capitalism. I think it's a I think it's a great system. I really do. Um, but it's just like you you mentioned uh, China, the stuff coming from China. And I know we've touched on this because I told you I've done intermodal transportation and the amount of money that it takes to get that shit over here, and yet it's still cheaper and makes these companies more money to send it over there. Well, where's where's the Where's the cost savings at? Well, it's in the fucking slave labor, right? But the the thing is, is I was talking to somebody yesterday about Chinese knockoffs, right? I think it was Adam. Mm -hmm. And we were discussing the fact that I I have no sympathy. People are like, I don't buy no Chinese shit. Well, yeah, you do. Everything in your fucking house is made in China. It just has a Samsung logo on it instead of a Huawei logo. There you go, (laughs) right? It's still made in China. Still made in China. And when these – I actually do buy Chinese knockoffs. Um, I, I find the, the brand that I like, and then I find the, the quote unquote knockoffs, right? They're the same thing because they steal the IP and then make it their, the Chinese government steals the goddamn IP and then makes the thing. And here's the thing again, it's capitalism, baby, right? I'm trying to spend as little money as possible. (laughs) So fuck you. I mean, you, all of your, all of your, you know, white Anglo Christian conservative fucking CEOs, are the ones, guys, sending all of that shit over to China. So stop getting fucking mad at China and the Chinese people, who are practically slaves. Stop getting mad at them because your shit is made in China. They didn't steal it. They didn't force you to send it over here. It wasn't Democrats or Republicans. It was CEOs. It was business because it's cheaper to send it over there. So well, it may have I, been know. CEOs in the whole nine yards, but it, you know, a C-level employee, unless it was the person who founded the company and they still own 51% of the company. You're right. Basically, it's, it's a board. Because of that, it's, it's a board right. that's elected right. by shareholders and shareholders, they want one thing. They <laughs> right. want the value of their shares to go up. Probably. Don't invest in a they company have to, get creative. to lose money. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. They, right. They have to get creative to uh, make those profit margins as fat as they can to keep their bonuses as fat as they can the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. So even the CEO of whatever company that anyone listening to this happens to work for, unless they are, you know, unless they physically own that company, they're still working for somebody else. Absolutely. Right. Board and shareholders. You got to, you got to turn profits. You don't turn profits. You don't stay CEO. It's that simple. Right. And, and that's what kills me when, when people bitch, it's like, guys, they, you know, yeah, government and you say, well, okay, let's, let's tax them and tariff them. I know people were real big into Trump because he was, um, wanting to tax and tariff the fuck out of China. And that's all great and good, right? It's Or it sounds great and good on paper. It seems Until your great smart TV costs $800. There you go. And then you get pissed. Because, right, because your wages have not changed because they didn't bring the work back. That's what everybody thinks is that if you tax and tariff the fuck out of these other countries, that all this work is going to come back to the U.S. No, because China will simply just slave labor the fuck out of their people tighter and harder, and they'll make that up somehow. Right there, the whole thing, the whole thing about it is, you know, if you look at this strategically, strategery. Yeah. Let's whip out some strategery here. Don't whip it out on the podcast. Oh, whipping it out on the podcast. Pretty much where China is now is 
has been their active goal over the past 50 to 60 years to get there. Um, China originally is like, hey, we've got all these people. We, we really want to become an economic powerhouse with all of these people that we have inside of our country. We can totally make this happen. So what they started doing is they started heavily subsidizing manufacturing. That's, you know, sort of uh, you know, that transition during the late 70s, early 80s, where everything was made in China. And once they got all the manufacturing over there, they could, they just kept undercutting prices, undercutting prices, because what they want, they want that power mm-hmm. that comes along with it. Because when you take all of these other industrialized com- uh, countries and you take quite literally their production capacity and you build it inside your country and everybody is dependent on you, your influence goes up. Absolutely. Now, as time has gone on, what they did was strategically start getting rid of the lower end shit, like the little baubles, the little souvenirs, furniture. You know, they sort of started farming that stuff out to Malaysia and everywhere else. What they wanted was that high tech business. Mm-hmm. So, now everything tech manufacturing is in China and we've been in trade relations with these people for God knows how long. And it wasn't until the last seven years that America's really started to wake up and smell the coffee right. that, Oh my God, in the name of capitalism, we moved everything over there because <laughs> it was cheaper because this is the way that the system is set up. And now they kind of got us strategically by the short and curlies. Now mm-hmm. you talk about, uh, you know, some of the major tech centers are in China, but you've got some that are just outside China. You've got the Koreas, which China does still recognize as China. They do not recognize Korea, the Koreas as independent, neither North nor South. They sort of, view it as kind of a territory that are, you know, kind of governed by people and the same with Taiwan. And when you really look at chip manufacturing capacity, uh, Korea and Taiwan is where it's at. And China has been making moves to where they're sort of firing shots across the bow of we're going to take these back. Yeah, and literally. It, <laughs> yeah, quite literally. And it's got, uh, you know, uh, politicians, you know, anybody who's got h- half a brain cell uh, that has anything to do with chain uh, trade policy, it's got them shitting their pants. Well, and you look at, uh, if you look at what they're doing in the, in the same sense that you would look at it, like from a corporate point of view, right? Like you said, they're, they're wanting to take, you know, Taiwan, Korea, these areas, um, much like a large corporation would eat up a smaller corporation to get their tech or to get their manufacturing or to get whatever. Um, it's again, it, it's capitalism. We, we, we meaning the U S we kind of played ourselves right at some point because we're the ones that let it happen. And I guess that's, it, it goes back to accountability and anybody who knows me knows that Accountability is very um, important to me because if you don't take some fucking accountability, you will never change, right? If you don't accept the fact that maybe you fucked up 
you will never fix that. And I don't have a lot of respect for people who don't want to become better, that don't want to fix what's wrong with them, or at least make an attempt. And we played ourselves. And now getting, getting, getting our fucking boot out of that mud is tricky, right? Because unlike corporations, um, China has a very large military and we have a very large military, right? And I, and I hope that we never get to that point um, because that could get ugly. Um, it's complicated, man. And when people are just, you know, tax and tariff the fuck out of China and, and you know, fix all this, eh, I don't know that that's necessarily the fucking answer. I think it's a little more, there's a little more finesse involved, right? A little more nuance. Um, but that's our, uh, that's, that's our politics for the, for the podcast. I don't want to, I certainly don't want to get into uh, where we were at uh, a year ago where all we talked about was fucking politics. Um, yeah. Well, the environment's changed a little bit now. Big time, big time uh, right. to where, Politics is not as all-consuming as it once was before. And Thank that was, God, I was, because it was drowning in a daily fucking news cycle. I was discussing that with somebody who listens to the podcast, and and she was listening to some of the previous episodes, and she's like, I, I honestly, she said, I can't even listen to him. She said, you guys just talk about politics for an hour, and I just can't listen to it. And I was like, I, I ain't even hating on you. <laughs> I was like, that's, I get it. I said, we made a conscious decision at one point because we were sick of talking about it. It was like, it was everywhere, and here we were just adding to it. So my least favorite thing about Trump when he was president. <laughs> and that's why we don't let Adam talk very much right there. So. <laughs> yeah, she also told me, she said, poor Adam, he never gets to talk. And I was like, oh, there's a reason for that. So, um, so I'm going to tell a funny story. <laughs> Yeah, there's a, there's a reason for that. It's called Dan Never Shuts Up. Oh yeah, it's Dan. Yeah, it's all Dan, buddy. Let's 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 rewind and, and go back to the eight minutes that Doug just spouted off. Um, <laughs> I think you and I are I think you and I are equally uh, guilty there, pot. Um, we should get we should get tattoos, pot and kettle. Um, oh God! And and Adam can be the spoon that stirs both. Um, <laughs> see, I thought this through. So I'm going to tell a funny story. Cause we, we actually were discussing about, um, coming to the podcast each week with, a, with a funny story so that we don't, cause you know, truth be known, the three of us are, are all highly intelligent people. And, and as such, I think sometimes we're also grumpy. And I, I think that's because when you can see the stupid shit surrounding you every day, it, it gets overwhelming. That's, that's me, right? I, I see the dumb shit and I see all the, the dumb anger and vitriol and hatred and I get, I get overwhelmed by it sometimes. So we decided, you know, but we are, we are also very goofy assholes. I mean, we really are. We like oh, to yeah. laugh. We like to laugh a lot and we're pretty good at it. Um, so we decided we were going to come into the, into the podcast each week and try to have a, a funny story. And I think last podcast I shared my baby in a bar, my Queensryche story, right? And uh, <laughs> yes. so uh, a f- friend of mine posted something about she she was driving in her Jeep and she had the top down and we had that hailstorm here about a week ago and she got clocked in the fucking forehead pretty good, man. It was bleeding like and uh, it brought back some memories of being on the bike and uh, just a clock, a clock yes, fell down. Clock, yeah. Yeah, clock. It was a grandfather clock. So holy shit! Yeah, man. It's, Did you see the grandkids? You got to be careful. They were attached to it. No, no, they didn't. They he didn't That's have custody of them this week. Uh, so the pendulum got yeah, it right in the, the face. The pendulum swings, man. 
back and forth. Just be glad it wasn't a cartoon or it would have been a fucking anvil. Right? (laughs) Made by Acme. Um, So it it reminded me of a story. And uh, so I was, it was about, it was, we were, it was in the pandemic because I remember stopping somewhere and having to find a mask to to go in and get something to drink. But I was up around uh, the South Park area. And no, I didn't see Cartman, Adam. I'm um, gonna, I, I can't troll the entire story. <laughs> I was going, I was like, nah, nah, I've done enough here. <laughs> I've done enough. My work here is almost done. <laughs> um, up by Fair Play and, and South Park. And this fucking black cloud of death just rolls in. I'm like, cool, all right. So it just pours, it dumps on me the whole time. No big deal, right? So uh, I get out of that and, and the sun comes out. And you got to understand, Colorado, I've lived in, in, the Midwest. I've lived in the South. Um, so, and weather is weird everywhere. Right. But I've got to say that I've never seen, um, more bipolar weather than in Colorado. I'll take the bike out. And if I go up in the mountains, I can literally hit all four seasons in one day and the hail out here gets nasty. So, uh, the sun comes out I'm like, okay, cool. Great. And I'm driving, riding the bike, you know, and, uh, I remember I had chaps on, Right. Because I knew that I was going up in the mountains and that could get some hail and just kind of protecting myself. And so with, with chaps, right, the um, we'll call it the crotch area uh, is is open. Right. It just goes down your legs. I'm driving and it's sunny and everything's great. And all of a sudden you the, were wearing assless chaps. All chaps are assless. Yes. All chaps are assless. All chaps are assless. So so and, so you were wearing assless chaps. I was wearing assless chaps. Yes. Okay. Well, uh, you you have to spe- specify whether you had exposed or non-exposed genitalia. Yeah, were you wearing pants under these? Chaps? So you guys knowing me the way that you do, that is a valid question. Um, <laughs> and I was wearing. I had jeans, and then under my jeans, I had most likely had um, uh, long johns, thermal underwear, base layer, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Because again, I was going up in the mountains and <clears throat> I know that it drops 20, 30 fucking degrees. It can be 90 degrees down here. You get up there and it's 50. Um, and I'm riding and the hail starts coming down. And I was on this road where there was nowhere to pull off. It was guardrails on both sides. No way to pull. So I'm just having to fucking power through it. And it's hitting me in the head. And I, it feels like somebody popping me with a ball peen hammer. Like not, you know, trying to crush my skull, but just going, hey, Dan, ow. You know, so it's doing that. It's doing that. And it starts to clear up a little bit, right? I'm like, cool, great. All of a sudden, I literally watch this one piece of hail. I'm running 60 miles an hour. And in my vision, it focuses on this one piece of hail. And I don't know why I focus on this particular piece of hail. But the fucking thing came down and it hit me right in the tip of the dick. Now, mind you, again, I'm running 60 miles an hour. This marble-sized chunk of ice is falling from the sky. I don't know, like, at what velocity it's coming down, right? Or exactly how many miles it falls from the clouds. And it manages to do that fall, get past my windshield, between my fucking chaps, and lands hits me right on the top of the head of my penis. And I mean to fucking tell you, dude, the tears started rolling down my eyes. And all I could think about was pulling the fuck over. Right <laughs> now, what in God's name is the statistical probability of a marble sized 
chunk of ice falling from the sky and hitting a man on a motorcycle right on the tip of his dick, right? I think it depends on the girth of the dick, but you could probably do the math. Um, girth divided by the square root of... I mean, and look, hey, I'm I'm an average endowed guy, right? It's not like half my body weight is cock, right? So I, I, it, it, it had a hard target, right? I'm just saying. Nature had a hard target there. I got like a cheese wheel. <laughs> right, cheese wheel. I had to pull over. And, and it wasn't like that searing pain that you get when you get kicked in the nuts or something. This was... This was different. That's all I can say. But I had to pull over and like do a couple of Lamaze breaths. Like, but that's to this day, I I wonder like what, you know, pelt me in the forehead and in the face and, and in the arms, I had bruises all over me like that. I get right. That's, that's a a larger target, but a piece of hail. And the thing that's weird is why, why did my brain out of all the hail that was falling in the road and everything else, why did I see that piece of hail? Like you I knew. watched it. You knew what was you coming. You know, like you got to wonder just how. You're like, this one's the one that's going to hit me in the dick. In the tip of the dick. Right. And you got to wonder how much is going on in the back office of the brain where it's like busting out statistics and trajectory and going, oh shit. So that's my, that's my, that's my funny story. It was funny. It wasn't funny at the time. It was actually quite painful, but uh, it was. Well, it's funny now. Well, at this point, I can see you meeting up at like one of these charity motorcycle rides where you're like, yeah, we're going to go through the mountains and <laughs> do all this other stuff. And you're going to be the only one that shows up with a fucking cod Hot piece. So I wanted, I was looking for uh when it happened, I was looking for a picture and I thought for sure I could find it. I Photoshop it if I had to, I wanted to get like one of those old seventies, um, uh, like easy rider, uh, football helmets and put it on the head of a dick, you know, like I needed, <laughs> I needed a little helmet for my dick. So, um, kind of like an evil Knievel helmet on a pecker. Exactly. Yeah. You gotta have the cape too then. But, well, yeah. I mean, that's only fair. I guess yeah, uh, yeah. That would would that make my cock a superhero? I don't know. Um, well, it would make it a cock that jumps over cars. Well, I can tell you this. <laughs> I can't I don't tell know you about this. superhero. <laughs> there have been nights where my dick was faster than a speeding bullet. So <laughs> just, I've never seen Evil Knievel like actually save the day. I think no, he's, he's entertained some hillbillies and rednecks. Yeah, well, yeah like, this is true. Speaking of which, when I was younger. Um, they had these toys, and uh, I'm sure I can find a commercial somewhere. Does it have to do with dicks? Because I'm I'm concerned where this is going. Well, it does have to do with motorcycles and evil can evil. Okay, that'll work. Um, they it, it was this weird plastic stand that had a hand crank on one side, and what I you remember did those. Is you put the evil can evil toy in there, and then turn the crank, and then what was happening is it was engaging a flywheel that was in the motorcycle. So you could sit there and rev this thing up and then like you stopped winding and because of the uh, inertia that you had imparted to that flywheel, it would take off of the little ramp and everybody would set it up to jump shit. And it's like, it was weird because it actually had uh, this strange front suspension in it to kind of help it compensate for jumps and shit. So 
everybody in the late 70s or really early 80s had one of these things and they'd set up books and all kinds of shit and ramps and everything else for them. And it was one of the more popular toys at the time. I don't know if everybody here had one. I, I doubt Adam did because they were not in the right era, but I know I did. Did you have one, Dan? I had sort of a knockoff. Yeah, it was just, it would have been a little later. Um, and it was, uh, but a real similar concept. Yeah. Um, I remember hearing someone rev one up through the wall of my dad's nuts. There you go. Yeah. Right. <laughs> So he had thin. He had a thin nut sack, huh? Oh, wow. <laughs> you could hear people talking, and you know, like, <laughs> fucking. So you know, like your first apartment that you ever moved out into. Yeah, the paper. That's thin what walls. it was like. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. What it was like. You could hear people. You could hear people in your dad's nuts, like. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of late seventies, early eighties toys like that, um, do you? Doug, Adam, maybe, but Doug, do you remember Stompers? Oh, yeah. Stompers. <clears throat> yeah, they were little four-by-four four trucks. They had little rubber, foam rubber wheels, and the, the whole top would come off of them. And then in the chassis, you put a AA battery, and you put the top back on and, and turn it on. And it would just it was this little four-wheel drive um, truck. And I had seen something similar, but I don't think I ever had one of those. Yeah, I had I had quite a few growing up and I joked that um, I looked at my Jeep one day and I joked that I, I think maybe my obsession with stompers as a child has, has grown <laughs> exponentially. I'm like, I don't know where to put the double A battery on this motherfucker, but uh, yeah, they were neat little, really low. I, I thought back about some of the, I, I'll say, I still remember the little micro machines that you micro put machines. the penny yep. uh, because they had some that you could wind up and you put a penny in the back mm-hmm. of it and it just fucking did wheelies everywhere. Mm-hmm. I remember that, and I there it was it was high technology versus you know nineteen fifties you know ball well, in a cup. You were lucky to have a penny, right? <laughs> Luxury. <laughs> Jesus, a, that's a that's a Monty Python reference for those of you that like actually got laid in high school. Um, we used to live in a lake. <laughs> you had a lake. Luxury. <laughs> um. I think about some of the low tech toys and the amount of ridiculous. I mean, GI Joe. If you look back, I mean, I had I had a ton of GI Joe, and if you look back, I mean, it was just posable dolls and some trucks and shit, right? I mean, and we yeah, that you strap firecrackers to the back. Dude, of. I was thinking it. I was fucking thinking you of know, it. It was that for uh, everybody that's around my age. Uh, if you had GI Joes. As a kid, uh, there was going to come around a New Year's or a Fourth of July, and you made your own little suicide bomber. That's what yep. you were doing, you yep. know. Uh, <laughs> you you uh, took that firecracker, you taped it to your GI Joe, and even better if it had the parachute, so you could watch it blow mm-hmm. up in the air. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was yeah. another one. Remember the uh, uh, balsa wood planes? I love yes. fucking balsa wood planes. It was just a, a little plane made out of balsa wood with a rubber band propeller. Yep. Um, you had the little army guys with the plastic parachutes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and it just it was it. it and it, but but when you said that about GI Joe, I was thinking the the Wolverine, which was a um, like a a tank with uh, missile launchers on it, and we would fill the missile launcher hatches with with firecrackers and just shatter this fucking thing. But uh. 
Yeah, I just thought about some of the low-tech toys, and now you see kids that are, you know, obsessed with just straight video games. And look, I play video games. I love them, and, uh, I mean, we all do. Uh, but, yeah, just some of the, <coughs> excuse me, low-tech toys, um, and we had a blast with them, you know. And you got to wonder how that's going to play out over, uh, you know, a century. If when you, when you go back to, like I said, ball in a cup to um, – to where we're at now, as far as games, you know, hula hoops and, and shit and jump ropes up to where we're at now, you know, virtual reality and shit. Uh, when I was a kid, you know, when everybody would be out playing, you know, soldier or whatever else, cowboys, Indians, depending upon what area you were in, uh, we did weird shit like dig foxholes for fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. We build underground bases. You'd build, dig it out and then put a piece of plywood over it and bury it and then, like, live in the mud. <laughs> nah, you got a tunnel. You got to build the tunnel. You got to go OG. <laughs> See, we all kind of grew up in the sticks, too, so that might have something to do with it. Yeah, I can't really dig a tunnel in the middle of Denver. No, no. and we didn't have access to, you didn't have access to, like, arcades and, you know, shit like that, like, uh, Oh, we did. There was did this, you? uh, even in, uh, I grew up in this, uh, little shitty town called Warrior, Alabama. That was in Alabama. That's, you know. Yeah. Well, you know, there's shitty towns and then there's Warrior, Alabama. <laughs> but regardless, at one time during the 80s, there was this place called the Silver Star Arcade. And it was, uh, very popular amongst the kids. There was probably 50, gaming cabinets in there. There wasn't any skee-ball bullshit or any like anything like that. It was, uh, you know, just straight up video games. And the thing that I remember the most as a child, if you brought in your report card and it had, and you had made the AB honor roll or the A honor roll, you could go in there and show them your report card and they would give you a certain amount of tokens for that. Okay. So, Fuck yeah. It you know it it was one of those things that it did have a weirdly positive effect on the community. Yeah, that's wholesome. I like that. Yeah, it's neat. I um I don't I don't remember. I think maybe when we moved to Cincinnati, there may have been an arcade down. I mean, well, I'm sure there was. I think I went to like one. Matter of fact, yes, I do remember. I went to one and a buddy of mine's bike got stolen. He had a Haro, I think, and he blamed me for it. So. Um, which yeah, because obviously you were riding around on it from that day forward after you yeah, left. I had a I had a Huffy Tektra, which was a ten speed. Like I was, you know, I was like, I want a bike. My parents were like, here's a ten speed. I'm like, yeah, you you enjoy the fact I get beat up at school, don't you? Like this is okay, cool. Um, <laughs> I, I, I didn't need any kind of BMX thing to no, match the other kids. No, 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 no. I needed a fucking Huffy Tektra. Um, and I remember he had, that's uh, an interesting choice considered I'm aware of the fact that you took French in high school. So yeah, they put right? you on sort of a Le Mans style bike. Right? And you're like, yeah. well, I need to speak <laughs> the language. Please <laughs> 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 yes, come and beat me up, English pig dog. Yeah, it, uh, it did not work out, but we were, we were there and he had this Haro that was decked out and, um, uh, there were these guys just, I walked out and there were these guys just like standing there checking it out. And I went in and I told him and he's like, oh, shut up. I'm playing a game, you know, whatever. And I went out and they're like a little bit like a cartoon. Like every time you look, they're a little bit closer to the bike <laughs> and uh, like, no, nah, dude, seriously, you know, come back out and it's gone. 
and uh, they didn't steal the fucking Huffy. I mean, pff, Jesus, come on, man, you guys are missing out. But uh, yeah, I remember he blamed me for it. It was all my fault. So, and and being the person I was back then, I I kind of accepted that, right? Which was uh, an indicator of the life I was going to live for the next twenty years. Um, You're like, oh, gee whiz, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to fucking just be here and breathe and cause those assholes <laughs> to steal your fucking bike, you know? Even though I warned you, God knows how many times. Right, and and I I don't. We didn't use locks for some reason. I don't. I mean, we had the chain locks with the tumbler you know, tumbler on it. Now bike locks have gotten uh, super uh, sophisticated because the <coughs> asshole stealing bikes have become fairly sophisticated. Um, you know, I've got, I know Doug's got a monster for used to have a monster fucking lock for the uh, trick that he's got. And I've got, a I pretty, still do. Yeah. The chain that, and I've got a pretty nasty bolt lock for mine. You know, um, I don't really ever stop anywhere when i take the bike out i just sort of ride around and i should have put a lock on mine yeah well you know having it in your garage you would assume would have been enough but you know fuck you adam so how dare i have things in my garage that's funny i i (laughs) can't leave the door open well yeah we were gonna we were gonna (laughs) leave that part out yeah it's it's like i can't i can't cast too many stones because I think there has actually been a time since I'm living in the current apartment complex. I do. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's weird. It's kind of ghetto fancy. Um, but uh, I, I, I actually do believe I went to work one day and left my garage door open all day long. Yeah. This was after Adam had his bike stolen. My shit was still in there. So I felt really fortunate <clears throat> in the same complex. Yeah, yeah. I did. I did that once before, and I was like, "What the fuck? My garage door's been open all day." Mm-hmm. I've all left my mine, stuff was still there. I've left mine open a couple of times at night, and I just recently I hit my apartment complex up because I had uh, I'd come home late, like around one in the morning. I think I'd been fucking around on the bike or the jeep. I don't remember. And uh, I noticed that the, there's a little girl that was behind me. She's fuck maybe mid twenties or some tiny little thing, and her door had been open all day all night and into the next day. And so I emailed uh, one of the women up at the apartment complex here. I've got a good relationship with him. And I said, Hey, I said, uh, I just want to check on this girl. I said, you know, I know she lives alone and everything. I probably came across like a major fucking creeper, which was not my intent by any means, but well, it's probably no creepers intent to come across as a creeper because that (laughs) kind of ruins the art of camouflage. But um, no, it was really genuinely just, uh, you know, is she okay? You know, she lives by herself. So is she okay? Um, two, did she maybe go on vacation or something? Dan's a dedicated stalker. I really am. I, I'm he, he, so, uh, where's she at? He's <laughs> doing done his research. I'm a caring stalker, right? She, she, you know, she lives by herself. She's uh-huh. in her 20s. She has cat. You know, so. is there anything else you'd like to rattle off for your stalker profile? Right. He just yeah. sent me the blueprints to uh, well, like the layout of her dogs. apartment. That was... Um, I know she has cats because uh, I've seen Tidy Cat in the back of her SUV. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You're not helping. (laughs) No, you're not at all. So to to be a little more clear, I was diagnosed years ago with with, uh, PTSD uh, and hypervigilance. And I was very um, reticent to accept that because to me, PTSD has always been about uh, military, right? It's it's, it's a military. You have to be in the military and take fire to to have PTSD. 
But after talking to this therapist, um, she kind of explained where my PTSD comes from. I grew up with a, with an alcoholic and a, and a narcissist. And it, it was, it was a, a very volatile environment that I grew up in. And the hypervigilance, um, the problem with hypervigilance is, is that I notice everything. Like um, a lot of friends and, and family, I'll say something. I'll be like, I, I, what? How, why do you notice shit like that? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I, I've, I just always thought I was observant. Um, but the problem was, is it turned into kind of being uncomfortable. Like I, I observe everything and I can't not fucking just shut that off. And it gets really overwhelming at times. But that's the kind of shit I notice, right? Is she had fucking tidy cat in the back of her, of her SUV. So she's probably got cats, right? And I know it comes across very fucking creepy. I do. I'm that, that's not lost on me. I assure you. Um, but the main reason I did is because of the guy that came rolling up into my garage that night and my door was only open, um, about 18 inches and he actually crawled under, I have a camera in my garage and he crawled under the fucking door, shined his light around. And I, from the camera footage and you guys saw it, it genuinely looks like he looks up and sees the fucking camera and then slides his ass back out and, and moves on. So yeah, I've had people do that. As soon as they see my camera, they just walk away from like, whatever they were about to do. Yep. My neighbors next door, right next door to me, they're in their nineties. And I came home one night and their garage door was open and I was like, nah, this ain't right. They don't, you know, they, I leave my garage door open cause I like to get airflow through the apartment. I'll leave my front doors open and, and pull air through. And uh, it's like 1030 at night and I had to go over and, you know, knock on their door. Cause I, I, well, I kind of looked to see, and I could see their TV on through the window to see some lights flash. And I assumed it was a TV and I, you know, knock and they come and they're like, in their PJs and they're both staring at me like they'd never seen me before in their lives. And they're 90. They may have forgotten who the fuck I was. And uh, as soon as I said, Hey, did you, did you guys know your garage door is open? And they're like, no. Oh, sweetie. Thank you so much. You know, the whole vibe changed, but they realized I wasn't there to fucking murder them. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> And I get it. They don't fucking know me. I mean, I've lived here about a year and we're cool, but they don't know me that fucking well. Um, but yeah, I, I get nervous when I see people's garage doors open because my concern, my fear, especially again with a young girl that lives by herself like that, right? I think everyone knows where I'm going with this, is that someone else who is as observant as I am, but has less, you know, noble fucking intent um, could use that against her. Because, you know, I don't know if she keeps her garage door, the door in between the apartment and the garage locked. I keep mine locked a lot. I don't know if she does. Some motherfucker could literally just walk in. And I mean, there's reports of that all the time of people, you know, I always tell people, keep your fucking doors locked, even when you're home. Right. Well, why I'm home because dude, you see on the news all the time, the motherfuckers just rolling up in people's houses. Yeah. And, they can't hurt you if you're home. <laughs> right. What is this? Uh, home, home this base. Is base. base. This home is base. base. <laughs> dude. One of the most uncomfortable moments of my life. Um, when I was still doing field work and I was going to customers houses, um, there was, you know, and I was usually really good about, you know, if you give me an address and a map, you know, I can find it. Mm-hmm. But there was one day when I had <laughs> oh, no. made contact with a customer and they said, yeah, I'm inside. Just come on in. And I didn't pay particularly close attention to the address. Uh, and what I did was without knowing it, I just straight up walked in the next door neighbor's house. 
I'm not sure if anyone was at home at the time. So like I'm on the phone with this customer as I'm walking into this house and, uh, you know, they're like, you know, I'm just in here. Well, I walk in the equivalent room in their neighbor's house and they're not there. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm in the wrong place. And the only thing that I can imagine at that point is somebody rolling around uh, the corner with an 870 pump shotgun <laughs> that all of the individual pellets have my name written on them. Just a blast of Doug. So I immediately, Gross. you know, like tiptoe you know, practically out of this apartment. <laughs> like it's a fucking cartoon. Like I'm like, <laughs> like I walked right in, but I'm sneaking back out. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, I say we sneak the fuck out of this episode of the podcast. Yeah, that's, it sounds good for me. We're in an hour. There you go. Appreciate everybody listening. Both of you. We'll see you next All time. All two of you. <laughs>